Okay. Uh, welcome everyone to the Pantheon. I'm Ray. And I'm Evie. And every what are we looking at today? Runaways. Season three. This is the third and final season, so Evie, give yeah. us the rundown, and I'll do a breakaway after that. Okay, Runaways is after what happened with season two. Mm -hmm. There was a big battle. Some people died, and some people had um, consequences, like with their families, or being friends, not being friends, you know, made me think, um, like, what's gonna happen? It was really, really good, you know, made me think about stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I won't say more than that. What are your thoughts, Ray? Well, you're right. Uh, season two was a had a. I mean, each season has has a really good cliffhanger. Like season one's cliffhanger, uh, they're on the run, and then the first six episodes in season two gives a closure to season one, and then the final six episodes goes on a whole new story. You know, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, with season two, sorry, the finale is a. As you mentioned, people, some people will die, and the team splits up. This, the team is actually split. Yeah. So the first two episodes of season three concludes basically sums up or gives resolution to season two, you know, with a team reuniting and, and, and being refocused. And then the next two episodes really concludes the whole story arc with the aliens, with, with the, with the baby, with the shift sh uh, uh, shapeshifter and the, and that whole story. So within the first four episodes, uh, the entire, what took place from day one with, with jo uh, Jonah and the whole alien race thing and the whole alien invasion stuff, gets concluded and then from episode five we go into a different new arc and then um as we were alluding to quite earlier on in, the, in our beginning of our podcast we knew about that there'll be a crossover with cloak and dagger it was like a two-part episode and it was really yeah. it was interesting i mean like do you like the the crossover yeah it was interesting who who thought well you know i i was thinking that it would happen and it did it was really really amazing really really well done Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Seasons two and three, mostly season three, dealt with Nico's inner darkness, right? In the dark yeah. dimension. So we get a re resolution of that storyline. We get to follow that entire story arc of Nico's um, uh, involvement, which kind of coincides with why we get uh, Tandy and Tyrone Cloak and Dagger, because we go into the dark dimension, or the, the lore, as they refer to it as. Um, so there was a lot of good stuff here. So when it comes to the magic aspect of it, uh, what were your, um, what, what, what were the things that stood out for you? What was exciting for you and what surprised you? The magic surprised me actually. Well, I guess, you know, magic was a big part of most of it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, I was just saying, cause I, I, I don't know if you want I thought you want to go into the, the who the villain was, um, because this, it's a Marvel character, uh, Marvel mm -hmm. actually has the rights to it. Um, so I was, I was just surprised that they utilized that. But the one of the, the, the big takeaway for me was that um, we're introduced to the, to the Darkhold, something that was been mentioned in WandaVision, something that's yeah. shown in um, the um, Angels of the Shield seasons two, and also a little bit into Agent Carter. I, I know for those who watch uh, WandaVision, which you and I will be talking about on the new year, uh, season one dealt with the dark hole, you know, and unfortunately there is a retcon uh, of how Cloak and Dagger's interpretation of the dark hole is and what WandaVision has uh, for their book. Uh, and also it 
kind of retcons Agents of Shield too. How we how we review the how we look at the Darkhold um, in, in that case. And for those who I'm sure you Google what I'm about to say that, but the Darkhold is like the Book of the Dead, uh, dark magic, dark principles, like a Necrocopicon. Uh, but this is this one takes place um, where you can you can open up a door to the to dark dimension where all uh, where Nico's been putting people into. Though they wrap it up, it's undefined of like what actually happens to the aliens. It's undefined of what actually happens to the shapeshifter and her patrol. Um, mm -hmm. They just leave it there up to you. Though they give them, they give them a send off in its own kind of way, but it's it's not a a um, complete like we don't know what's going to happen. It's right. Just, it's just it's just very convenient for them to. Uh, shelf these characters and find a way to pocket these characters and then move yeah. on into the next phase of the series because they only have like four more episodes to go and then the final episode is uh, a, a a a kind of a time uh loop, kind of a time variant like back to the future type type scenario so mm -hmm. um it kind of goes back it kind of it kind of feels like end game it's the end game of the series you know mm -hmm. they go back to they revisit certain parts of the of the series in itself, you know, like Endgame did. It, it revisited all the almost all the episodes of the MCU in some regard to, to give it relevance, even Thor: mm -hmm. Dark World. So I thought that was interesting how they did that, and also it takes place in the year twenty twenty two. Wow! Yeah. If so, if you're watching it now, it kind of feels really cool because uh, we've all gone through the, the whole experience of the COVID crisis and the pandemic and all that stuff. And these kids have gone through all that, and it's still present, which is kind of funny. So that was thought yeah. that was really interesting. But, uh, how were your feelings towards the parents? Are you more forgiving of, of their past sins? Uh, are they are they more sympathetic uh, for you now uh, because of the sacrifices? What they what they have what they do now in in this stage of the game? Um, yeah, I kind of do forgive them. I think because it was, you know, survival was mm -hmm. the main thing you know like all they have is each other mm -hmm. and they have to survive right so mm -hmm. so although like sometimes they were mean to each other it was all about self-preservation okay i saw it as yeah redemption it's a long road for redemption and it's you're right self-preservation that's one of the things you could look at it too so yeah. and it's, and I like the Ghost of the Machine type storyline. So that's kind of really cool mm -hmm. how they go from there. It looks like when uh, Nico wakes up, she's surrounded by women, like a harem of women. Mm -hmm. uh, they 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 really, without saying too much, they do imply certain aspects of it. Uh, in terms of social messages, does that bother you? Is, is, are you do you, are you more receptive to uh, shows like Cloak and Dagger where they tackle like real hard issues? And they, they, it's woven into the into the fabric of the storytelling. Sometimes it's kind of like a punch to your face. Sometimes it's a little subtle. Uh, are these things are are these are the kinds of things that that um, like you look forward to seeing? Like you like to be engaged in, or like where where are you at in terms of uh, seeing this sort of content? Not necessarily sexual, just in terms of like just like social commentaries or just mm -hmm. messages that they want to get through. Okay, things happen, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very much about life. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, yeah, you know, it's, things can happen. Uh, people die, people live. Uh, As a double feature, what's your earth looked for the series? I would say X-Men. Okay, that's interesting. Why, X -Men. why? 
Mm. Well, I don't know because they're because um, what can I say? You have a whole bunch of um, people who who have like almost superpowers, right. and um, and they have to you know there's like five or six of them, maybe more. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. superheroes or people with powers, and they and they use their powers to to I guess survive. You know and try and um, uh, get along and they band together right uh, to survive mm-hmm. you know so so that's why I think that they're they're kind of like x-men yeah you know they're more you know like they even come together and fight you know argue make up you know and um, yeah and and there again, they're 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 they try to survive, um, regardless all of the um, good things and bad things that happen. Mm-hmm. That's how I. That's why I think that it's the, um, the X Men. They survive. I agree with you when you say this. In this case, it truly is a matter of survival for these people because. Uh, the threat is real. It's imminent, and they have. It's. It seems like it, they can't destroy it. It's. Uh, it's beyond their reach. And uh, so, my double feature, the, the movie I thought would uh, best suit the series, especially in season three, and uh, not necessarily because of the magic or, or, or the, the alien invasion, but in the context uh, or in the mediums of message, I was thinking of Walter Hill's The Warriors. You know, you have oh. a team. You know, in this case, they're going. They're going through each gang. To get to their own, uh, get to their home, home, home turf, uh, but it's one like it, it, it plays like a futuristic, like almost like a superhero team who has to go through all these other other uh, opponents just to get to their homeland or to their, where they got to go. You know? Right, right. But it, it's but it's that kind of it's, it's the essence of what you were saying. They're, they're trying to survive. They're they're in their way over their head in elements where that that the opposing forces can kill them at every turn. Right. So that was what I that was a kind of a similarity. What I felt, and also it's the camaraderie of these players, these these individual kids, how they get along, and how they have to work together with their powers and their skill sets to to survive to get to the next level. Also to outthink and out, out, outmaneuver their opponent. Or in this case. Uh, uh, a, a magical uh, um, adversary or an alien adversary. So, and also, an a- and also, some treachery from within too. There's also the illumining of there's a there's a dissension within the ranks of the team that the story right. comes into. Yeah, exactly. So, I thought that exactly. was really good, and that's how I got. I went to the Walter Hills, the Warriors. What would you rate uh, the series, the season? Sorry, the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. It w- I would say. Um, seven point five, okay, eight, or, or yeah, seven point five to seven point eight. It was amazing. I couldn't wait, like, to see what would happen. You know, a lot of, a lot of good, bad happens. Kind of like a soap opera, almost. Um, with the romance being in there and stuff. Right. So that's what I think. Yeah. Did you find there's closure? Did you find closure in this ser- in this in season three as a series? Was the, were you happy with the way it ends? Um, yeah, I just yeah, like I did find closure in it. You know, mm-hmm. like I said before, people die, they live, mm-hmm. 
things happen, you know, um, just like life, you know. Right. So, yeah, definitely I really liked it. I, and, yeah, I would definitely give it like 7.58 in there. Yeah. What do you think about all of the romance and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. What do you think about the... You know, I, I, I the, the, here's the here's the funny thing about this the show, uh, you, the way the show, like, like progresses the characters and develops the characters, you actually care for each and every character, um, mm. whether it's Gertz and her uh, idiosyncrasies, whether it's Molly, whether it's uh, Nico and um, you know, like all these, even though Nico's a little on the dark side, you have like the cloak and dagger and like, a darkness and yeah. light. Um, you know, and yes, you have it's a lesbian uh, connection. Mm -hmm. You have Gertz and um, Chase uh, relationship, which is not, which is not even on. It's off. It's pretty cold, but there's still a connection, a caring, and it's a sense of family. So it's the idea of family and still sticking together, even if those push each other away, which is like reality based. And yeah. Okay. I, I, I like that. I, I like the idea that it's it. The relationships are grounded, and it's it's never easy like life and it's it's uh it's murky it's unclear uh people people hurt each other but not intentionally uh and it's sort of it is you know a reflection of of life a slice of life and i i, I kind of like commend them in doing that and still weave that into a narrative or a story that's sci-fi that's sort of like a i won't say a superhero film a series but like it is a a, a sci-fi action uh, imaginary like these situations are just not normal but like they still keep it grounded in the terms of relationships and i, I really do like uh the intimacies and the nuances that they have so yeah i i really did enjoy it i really did enjoy it awesome okay cool well, and on that note we'll say thank you we'll be back next week uh, and to reach us our website is www.pantheonofm.com and uh, you can catch us on youtube our links to our podcast, our links to my weekly blog. I'll do a little bit of review and discussing uh, season three of Runaways. And um, Evie? I'm Evie. Okay. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Stop fighting it, Nico. There is no need to be afraid of the dark. Hey, you think that the aliens are inside our parents? There is a fourth member of the family, the darkest and most dangerous of them all. Who's the host? It could be one of the kids. How do we know who he's inside of? We don't. This is gonna be fun. Who are you? And what the hell have you done? <laughs>